What's happening, everybody? And welcome back to the Chaplaincy on the Go podcast. I'm your host, Josh Zorhoff. I'm a teaching pastor and a counselor in the West Michigan area. And this podcast is brought to you by the Fearless Family of Churches. We are excited to continue on our conversation on grief and loss. Our last two episodes were with my friend, Deb Brink, talking about the realities of grief and loss in a therapeutic way, the counseling conversation of grief and loss. And I want to continue that conversation with you right now as we talk to some friends of mine, some of whom I've known for a long time, in their experiences with grief and loss. Starting off in our conversation will be some friends of mine named Chris and Julie Rochelle. Chris and Julie, I've known them for a really long time, over 10 years. And in their journey, they dealt with infant loss multiple times. And they have gone through a world of pain in what it means to lose a child. And they share honestly about their journey and also what God brought them to in a nonprofit called Faith 45, an organization that exists to come alongside people who are going through infant loss and the journey of miscarriage or stillborn deaths or anything along those lines. And their conversation with us is going to be really important. I've broken the conversation up into two parts, part one and part two. We're going to get a chance to hear part one and really the beginning of their journey. And then part two, talk a little bit about Faith 45 and how they came to a place where they saw that their pain could be transformed into areas of healing for other people. So I'm excited to get this conversation going with you, and I'm excited to introduce you to Chris and Julie right now. Well, all right, here we are. I'm uh, live with Julie and Chris Rochelle, and they are friends of mine. I've known them for a long time. (laughs) And we are so grateful that they would be willing to share a little bit about their journey, about what they have learned in this conversation on grief and loss. And you guys really have a unique perspective on that. And so before we get into your story of grief and loss, would you just tell us a little bit about yourselves and, uh, well, yeah, anything you want people to know about you? Uh-huh. It goes back a ways <laughs> yeah. to two weeks after she transferred into college. I had been going to Hope College in Holland for since the beginning. She transferred in about what was it? Three or four weeks yeah, after classes oh, yeah. started. And she transferred in on like a Monday. I met her on a Wednesday. <laughs> And we've been on and off together, <laughs> friends, <laughs> friends, dating on and off through college, and then married ever since. So, the moment she came to Hope, I <laughs> scooped her up and <laughs> off we went. 
So great. Yep. And then, yeah, married over 10 years now, almost 11 years. I know so. we were at your wedding. I, yeah. well, yeah, you knew us before our yeah. wedding even. <laughs> yeah. 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 Crazy, crazy times. I can't believe yeah. I mean, it feels like a different lifetime ago. Been a while. Been <laughs> but, a while. Crazy yeah, how so now, fast goes. And so tell us yeah. now, tell, where are you right now? Yeah, now we have five kiddos, two, two in heaven, two little girls in heaven and three kiddos here. So life is crazy busy all the time. <laughs> and living yeah. in the beautiful city of city town village of Hamilton. <laughs> uh, not very big, but wouldn't trade it for the world. So Hamilton, Michigan is God's country for all of those <laughs> no, of you yeah. listening. If if you don't know where that is, you should come and visit sometime. There's not much to right. see, but <laughs> what you can see, it's really amazing. And you can get really good fish on Friday nights. There you go. So <laughs> and um right now, you know, you you mentioned a little bit, Julie. Um, you know, you earlier when we before we started recording you had a kiddo that was been sick for a long time and so now you've got the sickness you just you guys are passing passing the <laughs> oh, sickness yeah. around tis the kind season of what we do as moms <laughs> yes yeah just yeah. go around licking doorknobs all day that's uh right. that's yeah. the best thing to do um, yeah. in the everything. famous in the famous <laughs> words of disturb this household gets down with the sickness down and with the sickness all around Yes. Yeah, we're and, in that stage of life. Yep. And we should mention for those listening that uh, it's bedtime for the Rochelles and for the Zorhoffs, <laughs> actually. Uh, but I'm in my office. They are in their home. And so they've got some baby monitors that they're watching. In the event that we have a screaming child, Chris is going to have to disappear and we'll just have Julie for a little while. So uh, we're not going to edit anything out. It just it is what it is. And we're going to keep yep. rolling. And you guys... You guys want to, um, well, I think share a little something with us about your journey. Um, as, as we mentioned kind of in the intro here, uh, you founded a nonprofit called faith 45 and, and you, you yourself, Julie said, yeah, you have two girls that are with Jesus now and that's brutal and there's no way to put it. And so what, Wherever you want to start, take us on the journey of what that season of grief and loss has been like for you. Yeah, um, we just absolutely love talking about our uh, firstborn. Well, we love talking about all of them, but our firstborn is kind of where it all started. Um, we were married in 2012 and then 2016 came around and we decided, okay, you know, I think we're ready to start a family. and blissfully unaware of everything that can happen. Um, we got pregnant and, um, everything was going great. I mean, she was doing awesome. And at our 20 week appointment is when our world got rocked. Um, July of 2016, we found out she was really sick. Um, there was just a lot going on. Um, and we were told we needed to see a specialist, which is nothing a parent ever wants to hear <laughs> that your child has to see a specialist anytime in their life, let alone when they're inside you and you have no control. Um, so we went to Grand Rapids uh, specialist and found out that she was even more sick than they had thought. 
um, they were actually fairly surprised that she was still alive. Um, Mm. And I just remember him, they called in the doctor, the ultrasound tech was super quiet. They called in the doctor and you kind of know that's not great when that happens. Um, And I remember one of the first things he said to us was like, I hope I want you to know that your baby is incompatible with life outside of your, that you are keeping her alive. And that just became a part of our reality. Him saying words like incompatible with life. And we both were like, uh, what? (laughs) And it just, it it was, I, I don't even remember like, well, it was a blur. It was completely a blur. Like leaving that day, it was just, yeah, there's a lot of little snippets of that day that stick out in my mind. But if I had to timeline it, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to. But there are little little tidbits that will stick with me the rest of my life throughout that day. But like Julie said, the whole day was just all of a sudden we were in the car going home and we were like, okay. What now? Now <laughs> we have to drive home. and figure out what's going to happen from here on out. So they pretty much told us that she would, she would most likely pass very soon. Um, So to expect any time. But as we quickly learned, uh, God had other plans and um, she defied science and she (laughs) um, continued to just kick away and just be I mean, every appointment they could find her heartbeat right away. And she was just moving like crazy inside of me. And I was able to carry her full term to 37 weeks. And then, like you said, um, uh, November 15, we just actually celebrated her seventh birthday, birthday, um, November 15 of 2016. She she decided it was time. Um, And that day was terrifying absolutely terrifying we didn't know at all what to expect we had a plan but of course things never really go as planned um and we labored for 26 hours um not knowing whether she had a heartbeat um we had decided to just let nature take its course and just see what happens and so 26 hours later she was born without a heartbeat um and silent the room was insanely silent. Doctors, nurses, <laughs> mom and dad, yeah. everyone very quiet. And then our pediatrician took her over to the table that they set every newborn on. <laughs> he was checking her out, you no, know, checking for vitals and everything. And all of a sudden, there was uh, some little noise that just cut through the silence. Um, and she started breathing somehow. Not somehow. <laughs> we know how. But in that moment, it was, no, uh, again, silence other than breath which was was very profound in the moment and then in the moment we didn't know like we didn't know she was born without a heartbeat 
we thought, yeah, we thought she was breathing the whole time. Yeah, but, that that was kind of like normal. Like babies, you know, they gasp for breath and you hear their first cry a couple seconds after they come out sometimes. And our pediatrician later told us like, no, she was she was born without a heartbeat. And yeah. about, you know, a minute later, I checked her again and she was breathing. And it was just God gave us a miracle. Like and one of the one of the coolest I believe it with all my heart. One of the coolest parts in that moment that we found out a couple of weeks later was well, our pediatrician was checking her out and everything. He he prayed for our family. Our family. It was just me and her at the time. <laughs> and now Safe comes into the world and he said a prayer. I don't know what his prayer was to this day. I don't know what he said, but once he was done, he had the stethoscope on her and her heart started beating in that moment. So I guess I I guess she was clinically dead for however many seconds. The good Lord intervened and said, no, no, no. I created science. I can also kind of undo all of your theories. Let me show you something. He did it and she lived for 45 beautiful minutes and got to spend it with mom and dad. Yeah, so, it was the best day. I mean, we got to see her eyes. Best her day. Eyes. I remember her. That's a memory I will always, always have. Um, but it very, very quickly became the worst day. The worst day. Seeing someone carry your child out of uh, the room you delivered them in is. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. So, um, yeah. The days and weeks that followed were just, I just remember being numb. Like, how do you even live? Like, how do you continue? Like, the world keeps going. Life keeps going. How are we supposed to fit into that world? Um, just impossible to have to live through and something no parent should ever have to live through. Um, we had such an incredible support group, um, around us and support system around us. Um, and that is the only way that, and God and God's timing are the only way we survived that time in life. Like I always say, no parent should ever have to plan the funeral for one of their children. It is awful. Um, yeah, it's some of the hardest moments that I will ever, ever have to live through. Um, yeah. And it just, the, the yeah the days and weeks and months that followed were just like so hard and to be honest years yeah like her seventh birthday <laughs> i now know kids that are seven years old and it's and clearly still brings tears to our eyes and i still have never told this story without crying ever um yeah so that i mean that's we named her faith um that wasn't supposed to be her name no we had a name picked out had a name prior out. to the 20-week appointment 
Um, it's technically now her little sister's name. That's true. <laughs> um, but we were laying in bed one night and I said, Sophie's not her name. <laughs> it's, I think it's Faith. And we kind of were like, yeah, <laughs> it is. And it was, that's, that's what got us through weeks 20 to now and continue on. I mean, you, you need that. We needed to have faith throughout all of it. And I would say that our faith was always strong because (laughs) (laughs) there were moments it was not, but deep down that faith was there. I, I had a, I I guess a front row seat to the experience. You can say that. (laughs) Yep. And, you know, my son's going to be eight (laughs) in January. And it was like yesterday for me. I I remember the funeral. I remember the little casket. Mm-hmm. I remember not knowing. I even not comprehend what was happening. And and that was me. That was me. <laughs> I, I wasn't I wasn't in it. And I I'm just I'm thankful that you would share that honestly. But I'm wondering, what has this process, this journey taught you guys about the nature of grief? And really, for for those who are listening or watching, what what about grief have you learned and and maybe what can you share with us? Um it's not the first time we've been asked that question. And the one thing that stands out to me the most, actually you taught me, which Hmm. is crazy. (laughs) You probably don't even remember saying this, but I think it was shortly after the funeral, you and Christy came over and you said, whatever you're feeling is okay. Like I was, I think in my angry I mean, there's all these stages of grief and and I can attest to the fact that she has said that to over <laughs> 500 people. It's OK. I she has said that. I mean, and, and that's something that I had to learn personally is that God can handle everything. Like if you would have told me that before, I would have been like, oh, yeah, he can. Have... No, really, like God can handle my anger because there were days I screamed at him. I remember laying on my basement floor. I don't know why I was in the basement, but I remember laying on my basement floor and just screaming. No one was home. Screaming in anger. And just so much, so many emotions. I mean, you go through, they say it's it comes in waves, but it's just every day is like just so many emotions. and. Every emotion is okay, including happiness, including moments where you laugh, because those first few moments when you laugh, it's like, wait a second, 
how am I laughing right now? How am I, am I happy right now? What's happening? And it's, it can be very confusing, but it's, I had to learn that every single thing I'm feeling is okay. And to feel those feels, not to just breeze past them, especially the anger, especially the sadness. Like I, another thing I learned that if my crying makes you feel awkward, I don't care. <laughs> like, that is sorry. your problem. Yes. Thank <laughs> you. And I had to, I don't know if before I was more of like a, oh, I'm crying. Like, I don't want anyone to know I'm crying, but, and I cry a lot. I cry a lot. You've never been that way. <laughs> I cry all the time, but more so since faith, I think, because yeah. your level of empathy just increases when you go through something like this, but also my level of like, I'm going to feel my feels. And if my crying makes you awkward too bad, like I'm going to cry and I'm going to process this and it's okay. Right. Um, so and you have permission to leave. That's yeah, your right. Yeah. It's my yeah, right to exactly. feel how I feel. It's your yep. right to get up and walk away. Like I'm not yep. going to feel bad about that. Yep. And there were certain people in our life that definitely did that couldn't handle it and couldn't and didn't walk with us. And that's just fine because we had people that stepped in that did walk with us and that cried with us or just literally held my hand, sat on the floor with me and held my hand as I cried. Like that's all it takes. That's all it, that's all it takes. Um, You know, or answer the phone call. Yeah. Like let's just be real. Those are the realities of grief that it doesn't fit into your schedule. It doesn't play nice with, hey, I think from nine o'clock to 10 o'clock PM tomorrow, <laughs> I'm going to feel sad and I'm going to allow yeah. myself to feel sad. And I'm going to good use, luck with that. <laughs> I'm going to set my timer. And yeah. after that time has passed, it it doesn't work that way. Because not even a little. <laughs> in, in fact, um, uh, Ben, you guys know Ben Rochelle, um, family of yours. He's a friend of mine. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love he he was over at my house the other day because uh, every every fall I need help winterizing the house, and I always call Ben. He always <laughs> says yes because he's awesome. He's a man's he's man. man. He's a man's man. man. Shows love up it. in his car hearts and you know all the things. <laughs> But, uh, we were, we were cleaning, cleaning something up and he, he looked at me and he was like, you know, grief is like glitter. Mm. And I was like, I haven't heard that before. And I, I want you to tell me more about that. Cause I hate glitter and I love what this is going. Like I had a bad experience with glitter when I was, right. yeah, as we all. but he said that, uh, you know, glitter gets everywhere and just when you think you've cleaned it up and you're good. <laughs> yep. One day you're you're in front of the mirror and you're shaving or washing your face, Julie. <laughs> and you're like, what? What? What is that? Yeah. <laughs> Grief is like that. That just like when it. you think, just when you think it's all taken care of, just when you think it's all said and done, you see uh picture of a first grader graduating and going into second grade and you realize faith didn't get to do that 
I dropped my son off on his first day of kindergarten and I cried all the way home. <laughs> yep. And then one day, you know, Elliot's going to get married and they won't be there for that. <laughs> yep. Don't go there, Josh. <laughs> that gets me every time. And the reality is it's supposed to. It's supposed to get you every time because it's not just the initial loss. It's the loss of every dream that you had that is unfulfilled moving forward. And there's no playbook for that. And it's so random because it can be the most, the smallest thing that it's like, why, why is this affecting me this way? Why am I? so sad about this or why is this hitting me so hard today and other days are better and it just it it is the weirdest smallest thing sometimes in the previous episodes with deb she said something that was just i thought was so helpful that grief is universal and unique and no one goes through grief the same way, through the same feelings, through the same emotions, and yet everybody goes through grief at some point in their life. And I think one of the things that stands out just so far in the time that we've had is you're never done grieving. Never. I cannot tell you how many times in my therapeutic journey with others, I've heard them say, I just want to move on. <laughs> and I compassionately and honestly say, that will never happen. Well, it's, it's like, it's kind of like I never stopped loving her. So of course, right. I'm never going to stop missing her. Totally. And then comes the grief again. You know, it's. Yeah, I'll never, I'll never forget her. I don't want the grief to stop. I never want it to stop. Because like Julie just said, that means I'm... She's not a part of us. That means she's a far distant memory. She's not, she's not a distant memory. She's here. As long as Jesus is here, (laughs) she's here. And so... I do remember. I remember saying that to you, Julie. I don't remember when, but I remember saying that faith is with Jesus, and He gives really good messages. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, teacher, you're a good pastor, Josh. But I don't know. He he's pretty good. (laughs) He 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 passes on really good messages, and there's a truth to that. That our those we love when they are with the Lord I'm pretty sure I don't I don't have a Bible verse to prove that right yeah yep but I'm pretty sure that he'll pass on a message or two I hope so I think so yeah I think I I think so and that's what we said when we lost our second daughter Esther at 10 weeks at a miscarriage. What better duo to have to welcome you 
into heaven than the creator of the universe and your big sister. Yeah. It was a very, well, again, while it was very hard, for me personally, it had a much, I had a lot more peace with it. And I think that was due to faith. And, you know, we journeyed through that. And I miss Esther just as much as I do faith, but siblings uh, having someone there to show you around is kind of a a nice thing to to know is happening. So. Well, I really appreciate and I'm so grateful for Chris and Julie and their willingness to share with us and be honest about their journey. If, if you take nothing else away from their conversation, I think two elements are really critical for us to remember. One, it is okay to feel how you feel when you're going through grief. And if somebody else doesn't feel comfortable with how you feel, that is their problem. You need to be able to feel how you feel. And the second thing to take away is you need other people to journey with you and support you in your grief and in your season of dealing with loss. And part of that is going to lean into why Chris and Julie started their organization called Faith 45. And we're going to hear more about that in the next episode. But for now, if this conversation has highlighted an area of grief for you, or you want to learn more, or maybe explore more on some of the things that we talked about, reach out to us at chaplaincy at fearlessfollower.org. And also, you can send uh, more information to maybe your business owner or the company that you work for to talk about things like loss and grief and mental health in the workplace. All of that information is on our website at fearlesschaplaincy.org. If this was helpful to you in some way, just want to encourage you, share this podcast with a friend. Reach out to someone who may be going through grief, or maybe they've gone through a season of infant loss, or they're dealing with grief in that way. I really believe that this conversation from Chris and Julie could be helpful to them. And there'll be more information about Faith 45 and how they can get involved with that in the podcast notes as well. Join us next time as we continue this conversation with Chris and Julie and learn how to journey through loss and grief in a really specific way when it comes to our children. That's all we have. We'll talk to you next time.